What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the back pens. It's been a busy few days of bull riding. There's been a lot of bulls that have been bucked at the PBR level over the last three to four days, and we've got a lot to talk about today. James, how are you doing on this Wednesday morning? Cold. There's ice everywhere, and it's cold. Man, it's about the same up here in the 701. It has been brutal the last three days. Finally looks a little nicer out today, so that's good news. Like I mentioned, there was an event last weekend in St. Louis and they bucked last night in Los Angeles. So that's two events in about a little over 48 hour period. There's a lot to talk about. So without further ado, grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pins. So to start things off, we'll just do a quick little update on the Velocity Tour. They had a one-day event last weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Ty Chandler comes out your winner. 170 on two head. Ty earned 37 world points. That's pretty good for him. And coming up this weekend, they also only have one event. It's a one-dayer out in Massachusetts. I'm going to butcher how you say the town's name, so I'm not even going to name it. But it's a one-dayer, and it's on Saturday. James, do you have anything to add about Ty Chandler winning last weekend? Well, Ty Chandler won. That's a great. It's good to see him get back on tour where we're going to see him. But the thing that really stood out to me about this event was Cody Nance went down and I guess had some shoulder issues and some more hip issues, but they had to cart him off to a hospital. I don't know the extent of his injuries or when he'll be back or anything like that. But that to me was even more something more that stood out than, than the riding. I did see on social media that he said he dislocated his shoulder and his hip. And I've done both those. They are really painful. And I believe this is like dang near the third time he's dislocated his hip. So without being a doctor and without knowing exactly what's going on, I wouldn't be shocked if surgery has to be done on that hip. You know, I was fortunate I only did mine once, but once they dislocate the first time, they tend to do it a lot easier. So definitely thinking about Cody Nance. Hopefully he gets back and doesn't have anything too serious going on in there. But moving on to the UTB side of things, I would just like to preface before we get into it. There's a lot of people that had to work really hard to make this last little stretch happen as far as those PBR events, the UTB events. The production crew, arena crew, everybody involved with the PBRs had a really busy three, four days. So when you're watching on TV, just remember that there's a lot of people that worked really hard to pull that off. And with that being said, let's talk about St. Louis, James. What were your overall thoughts about St. Louis? My overall thoughts in general for the last week, PBR has been in a New York state of mind, if you know what I mean. There's been a big shift at the top of the leaderboard, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, but Balin swearing and just been dominating, not only in St. Louis, but uh, also last night in L.A. So Yeah, and to kick it off, Dalen won the event for 179 and three-quarter points on two head. He earned 137 world points in St. Louis. Yeah, Dalen's been really, really hot so far. So he came into the short round. He picked a bull that I thought would potentially fit him. WSM's Jive Turkey. Pretty good bull to the left into Dalen's hand, and he went 90 on him. And that was really the 
the nail in the coffin for him in St. Louis. And it's good to see Dalen riding good. This is a guy, like we've mentioned before, he ain't afraid to go get on a lot of bulls. So it's good to see Dalen seeing the rewards from all that effort he puts in every week. For a guy like Dalen, I think you have to go get on as many bulls as you can. No offense to Dalen or anybody else, but he's not hes not a Jose Vitor Lime when Jose Vitor Lime is healthy and hot, where all he has to do is just stay on his bulls every week. Whereas Dalen, he's going to take every advantage he can, go to the touring pros, go to the American most likely, if I'm just guessing a little bit ahead of myself. But, you know, every point that he can get that counts towards that world title, He's going to go get, and I'm proud of him for doing it, and I hope it makes him a world champion at the end of the day. Absolutely. He's really positioned himself to be a major player in that title race come May. In second place in St. Louis, you had Mauricio Morea. He was 179 on two head. He earned 85 world points. Mauricio made a pretty good ride, I believe, in the short round here. I got to look back. It's been so long. He rode Chalk Tees from Cord McCoy's. For 89 and three quarters in the short round. Pretty good weekend for Mauricio. This is a guy that can be a little bit hot and cold, but he got it done in St. Louis. So good for Mauricio. And that kind of keeps him up in that striking distance for the world title come May. Yeah, he's in the top five, I believe. When we look at the standings here in a little bit, we'll find out for sure. But I'm pretty sure he's in the top five. And he's just not as consistent as I'd like to see him. As far as winning a world title goes, you have to really take advantage of every bull that you get on. Speaking of surprises, Eli Vassfinder has been a very pleasant surprise. I keep waiting for him to close out an event and win one and really put himself in contention for a world title. Same thing for Jose Vitor Lime. He's not himself, but he's still getting bulls rode. I think that's a little harsh to say about Jose just because what we've seen from him was so extraordinary. The law of laws of everything kind of say like what comes up must come down. He's still riding a lot of bulls. Jose is still getting a lot of his bulls rode. He is falling off a few of them, but to expect a guy to ride everything he gets on is just not possible, which I know you know that, but he's still, he's still been really dang good. You know, he hasn't had that blowout weekend or blow up weekend like he had a bunch of them last year, but he's still been really tough. And as far as Eli goes, yeah, Eli's been getting bulls road everywhere he goes. He just hasn't been getting the short rounders road lately is the been the difference. You know, he's been getting a lot of the long rounders road just hasn't quite converted in those championship round scenarios where you can really get a lot of points. In third place in St. Louis, he had Rafael Dos Santos, 177 on two head. He earned 71 world points. Rafael set himself up pretty good in round one. He had a bull that I thought would fit him, and he was a bunch of points on him, like 89 on Mike's motive in the first round. He came down in the long round, and then he rode test drive of Gene Owens in the short round. Pretty good weekend for this guy. This is a guy that, is really streaky and it all depends on what the bull does. I mean, he showed it last night in Los Angeles when they go away from his hand without being disrespectful. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. It's like, he's not interested. If they go to the left, he's not interested. How do you see it, James? That's pretty much how I see it. I mean, that's why very, very rarely do I put that man on my 
Rank Ride Fantasy team. You can find them at rankridefantasy.com as well. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But that's why you don't see me pick that guy very often because he reminds me a lot of like Derek, Derek Kobaba and some of those other guys that either are really hot or they're really cold. There's never a medium. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of one of those things. And Derek kind of been putting things together as late, though. So happy for him. Yeah, it's good to see both those guys seeing some success and rounding out your top five from St. Louis. You have Lucy, Luciano DeCastro, 175 and a quarter on two head. He earned 53 world points. And in fifth place, Jose Vitor Leme, 175 on two head. He earned 47 world points. And the story for me with these two in St. Louis, if I could have bet everything I have, the savings account on these guys riding their short round bulls, I would have done so. I thought they picked the bulls that they should have. They should have fit them, and both of them came down. And that's bull riding. That's just how the game goes. But I was really shocked to see both of them come down. They picked bulls that fit them extremely well. What did you think about the last two bulls those two got on in St. Louis? Well, I was actually on the phone with somebody at the time, but I was still watching. And I remember telling that person I was talking to on the phone, I said, man, he said, what? I said, the sky just fell. <laughs> something, something is wrong. Those guys aren't supposed to fall off those bulls. And it wasn't like they fell off. They flat got bucked off. They put themselves in positions that they know they shouldn't have. But, you know, that's the great thing about a Jose Vitor Lime or anybody on this tour. They'll have a weekend like that. They'll come back stronger than ever and move forward and forget about it. you got to have a short memory in bull riding. Yeah, absolutely. you got to have a short memory. you got to be able to block stuff out. And these guys at this level are the best in the world at that. Their mental game to get to this level is top-notch, and that's what really separates a lot of guys in that sport. One more thing before we close out on St. Louis, or two more things, actually. They brought back 15 to the short round. I'm not exactly sure why they did that because they've been going with 12 in the short round for a long time now. I didn't see why they did it or if they're going to continue doing it. So that's just something I have no answer for. But then the second part of that is Bob Mitchell, even though he went 0 for 2 in St. Louis, still managed to impress me. In round two, the guy gets two rerides and was really close. We're talking like tenths of a second away from probably being 90 points in round two. This Bob Mitchell guy is young, talented, gritty. He's got everything you want in the toolbox for a superstar bull rider at the PBR level. Do you agree, James? Oh, absolutely. And right now, I can't find the rookie standings on the PBR website since they've changed some things around. But right now, I can't see anybody even coming close to catching that guy because he's going to get a lot of bulls rode in between now and May, and who knows what he does at the finals. My closing thoughts for St. Louis was just just an outstanding event. I was glad to see them go back to 15, and I wish they would do that permanently just because if you're going to put these guys on that many bulls for a short amount of time, you know, if they can if they can get a good score in and get a chance to get some more points by being 15th or 14th or whatever the case may be, let them do it. Also, one more thing, hats off to Pluto TV for actually carrying the event live in St. Louis, the entire event. 
yeah, they had a little bit of technical difficulties and things like that at the beginning, but they're kind of new with, with our sport. So that's to be expected. So everybody that watches Pluto TV, appreciate them and, and realize that they're trying to do the best that they know how to bring our sport to as many people as possible, and particularly cord cutters. So just be patient with them. It'll get better as time goes on. And I'm proud of them for what they've done and continue to do our sport yeah and a lot of times if pluto doesn't show a broadcast it's because of tv contracts it's not that they don't want to so if they do start doing that that would be great for people that don't have cbs sports network or even if you do a lot of times that cbs broadcast sports network broadcast has been delayed where it's been played like 24 hours after an event finishes so it was really good to be able to watch it live. I agree with you 100%, James. Let's move into Los Angeles. So this was Tuesday night action, Tuesday night live, downtown Los Angeles. They actually had a pretty good crowd, I thought, honestly. For Tuesday night, they had a pretty good amount of people there, and the crowd was really engaged. And the guys delivered. They rode a pretty good amount of bulls last night. 19 guys walked away from the long run with the qualified ride. What were your overall thoughts about the Los Angeles UTB event last night? Man, this is late and I'm tired. But besides that, it was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we had just got off the phone with our buddy Bonner Bolton and kind of just checking in with each other and giving each other a hard time like we always do at least once or twice a week. But, uh, you know, it was kind of fun to go over him, go over his picks with him on the rank ride side of things before we started that again we'll talk about rank fantasy.com a little bit later but it was fun to see that and to be able to kind of wonder hey should i give bonner a hard time or should i give cooper but the point was at that time when i normally would i was half asleep watching a bull run but i can promise you i can tell you exactly what happened i was very surprised I'm very happy to see so many people there and so many enthusiastic people too. Yeah, and especially where that event was because if you pay attention to what's happening in the Western industry right now, that specific area is is going under some pushes. Uh, I guess it would be mainly for political reasons to basically outlaw rodeo. And they're not saying you can't have rodeo. They're putting it in verbiage that basically makes it impossible to have a rodeo without them saying you can't have a rodeo, if that makes sense. So that potentially could be the last time you see the PBR in Los Angeles, depending on what happens with all that political crap. But I think if if I'm a politician in that area and I have a say in it, when you look at the amount of people they got there on a Tuesday night, obviously they like it, they enjoy it, and they're passionate about it. So it's good to see the turnout especially under these circumstances. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of what actually went down last night. So the hot man stays hot. And I'm going to tell a little story quick. You know, when I was working for Jerome, you know, he was telling me about Gary Lefew and how he was the hot man for a while. And everybody started calling him it. And he was getting all these bulls road. He went on this like a ridiculous streak. And then uh, somebody cut his riding pants. And after that, the hot man was gone. But Nonetheless, the hot man, Dalen Swearingen, wins Los Angeles, 180 and a half on two head. Dalen earns 137 world points, and the rich keep getting richer. That's two in a row in like 
less than 72 hours for Dalen. About 48 hours. So, I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. And then he's got to turn around and come back to Little Rock on Friday or is it Saturday and Sunday? It's oh, a Friday, Saturday this weekend. Yep. Can he do a three-peat? You know, I don't know if that's ever been done, but the likelihood of that happening is like nothing. It's minute. Just percentages say probability says it's not very likely, but thing about him, he gets one to the left. Like he is not afraid to throw them spurs around. He's going to sling some iron at him. And that's what he did in round one. And that's what really, that's what really set him up as far as getting the pick he wanted in the short round. Dalen was aggressive, went at both of them. Uh, spurs were flying on both rides. Dalen rode outstanding last night. So good, good for Dalen to see him being so aggressive in, in attacking the world title race. He's not, He's not content with just being a player in it. He wants to be the leader in that race, and he's showing that right now. Absolutely. The thing about Dalen that scares me, though, is a lot a lot like Andrew Alvarez. Andrew tends to override a lot, and uh, Dalen tends to get himself in trouble sometimes because he's spurring. But, hey, at least he's going for it, and that's what really counts. Yeah, absolutely. I it's always good to see a guy aggressive, but like you said, sometimes that can get a guy in trouble. And in second place, Derek Cole Baba, 174 and a quarter on two head. He earned 76 and a half world points, and Derek needed this. Derek had gotten sent down for a brief time a couple weeks back. He showed up last weekend, got a got a bull road. And he went two for two last night. And this guy's banged up. I mean, he can barely walk out of the arena. So for him to show up and succeed like that, I think that shows you where his mental side of the of the equation's at and that he wants to show up and win. So it's good to see from Derek. What did you think about Derek's performance last night? I've been incredibly impressed with him the last two weeks, really. I think what kicked it off for him was Bubba G there in St. Louis. And then, then he just carried that momentum over into L.A., and hopefully he can keep carrying that momentum into Little Rock and beyond. In third place, Stetson Lawrence, 88 and a quarter. Stetson earned 54 world points. So Stetson made a really good ride on at PBR on TikTok in the long round. I think he had pick number two, actually. In the short round, he picked Red Clark, didn't go his way. But if you were watching, they had to roll ahead to Dalen because when they were pulling Stetson's rope down, it broke. And that's like the second time I've seen that in a couple weeks or not very long period of time. That's really strange for people that don't know, like the equipment these guys ride with, they get really comfortable with it. And once they find something they like, they don't like to change from that. So you can think, well, just changing the ropes ain't that big a deal. Well, it can be a big deal for sure. Not even just physically, but it can mess with a guy's mental, mental confidence and all that. So that is not an easy feat to do. And it didn't work out for him on Red Clark. What did you think of Stetson's performance last night? Like I've said, probably in every podcast we've done, or at least the majority of them, this is Stetson Lawrence's chance. This is Stetson Lawrence's year if he wants to take it and make it his year. He's got to capitalize while he's got the chance. The one thing I really liked about him last night is after he got off TikTok and the announcers are trying to pump him up, you know, hype him up, being their hype man. And he pretty much just like shrugged his shoulders and did his little dance. Like, it's like, yeah, this is what I expected to happen. And to me, that really shows where his confidence is at. Stetson's riding with more confidence than you've seen him ride with 
in the 2019 and 2020 seasons when he was kind of there, but it was kind of a, a tough road to hoe. Stetson looks rejuvenated, motivated. I think he's going to be a player in this world title race come May, no doubt about it. In fourth place, you had Eduardo Aparecido, 87 and three quarters on one head, and he earned 38 world points. This was another guy who kind of needed some points here. He got sent down to the Velocity Tour as well, and Eduardo made a really good ride in the long round. Didn't work out for him in the short round, but that should be enough points to kind of cement his place, I would assume, at least on tour. At least for a little while. And plus, he's probably got a Velocity Tour event coming up when they did the Global Cup. I don't know if he's on a Global Cup team or not, so that's probably where he'll be headed if he's not. That's a good opportunity for him either way. If you're on a Global Cup team, great. If you're not, go down to the Velocity Tour, get you some more points. And rounding out your top five in Los Angeles, Clayton Sellers, 87 and a half on one head, 33 world points. You know, I'm going to kind of copycat what Matt West and Clint Atkins have been saying about this guy over the weekend in Los Angeles. This is a guy with a ton of talent. We're just waiting for that breakthrough. It's just that one championship short round ride that really puts him over the top because you can see this guy can ride bulls. He's talented. It doesn't really matter what the bull does. He can ride all types of bulls. I'm really excited to see how this guy progresses throughout the rest of the season. Me too. And, you know, nothing against the PBR or or, or even pro rodeo, but this guy's been in the national final rodeo multiple times. You don't get there by accident, and you face all different types of bulls, and you go a lot harder than you do in the PBR as far as just getting on i mean you'll get on three or four in a week sometimes depending on when it is what time of the year it is and you don't know what you're getting on you may be 54 points you might be 94 you never know but to have the experience like he does and like eli Vassfinder and a few other guys dalen that have been to the national finals rodeo they know how to handle all those different types of bulls and different types of scenarios whereas these guys that are, you know, 18, 19 years old that just go from high school or wherever they come from to the PBR like a Jess Lockwood and some of those other guys, a Luke Snyder, I feel like it's an advantage really to go to to try to make the NFR when you're younger. Yeah, I think there's something to be said as far as young guys going and getting some seasoning over on the pro rodeo end of things. Just from a standpoint, like you said, they get on a lot more bulls over there. If you're really trying to make the NFR, you're getting on a lot of bulls. They're not always going to be 22, 23-point bulls, but you're going to have to get by some 19-pointers on your way there, which is something that can help you at this level for sure. Like we saw with a couple weeks back when Bob Mitchell rode that one that went way out to the shark cage before he picked his spot, that's not easy to do. They get on so many bulls that are going to be one or two out there and then finding their spot they kind of get away from that when all they've been going to is PBR events, in my opinion. So good to see Clayton having some success. It was really a pretty good event last night. They rode 19 in the long round. That's pretty good performance. You know, the bulls in the long round, some of them weren't overly strong. Uh, There was definitely a few that stood out, but as far as a whole, it wasn't a super stout long round pin. But that's okay. If they're going to make these guys get on as many bulls as they're making them get on, I don't really have a problem with that. Do you, James? Oh, no. 
points are points and bull riding is bull riding. I kind of like this because it gives the guys a little bit of a break. And I think we're going to move into the world standings just because there was some shakeups. Obviously, as James alluded to, Dalen Swearingen is now your number one bull rider in the world. He's got about a 75-point lead on JRV. So Dalen's really putting the pressure on the guys at the top. JRV is in second. Kyler Oliver's in third. He's about 178 points behind Dalen. Stetson's in fourth. Mauricio Moreas in fifth. Eli Vassbinder's in sixth. Luciano DeCastro's in seventh. Denner Barbosa's in eighth. That one kind of surprises me. I guess I didn't realize he was that far up there. Jose's in ninth and Dalton Castle's in tenth. James, do you have any comments on that top ten? Just that it's weird. <laughs> some of these guys may be in their head. Not saying Jose or anybody, but some of these guys that we're used to seeing in the top five, they may be looking too far ahead to the team challenge deal because it's a new deal. Who knows? But it may not have anything to do with it. It just may be these young guys are coming along and they're more hungry. Take a JV Mooney, for instance, not to get too far off subject, but I promise it's on the subject. But take a JV Mooney, for instance, has been been there, done that, everything you could do in the PPR for 15, 16 years. I think sometimes these guys get burned out going to the same places. Even if it's not the same place, they all look the same and they all feel the same. It's not the excitement of, you know, let's go to Pendleton, let's go to Cheyenne, let's go wherever we want to go. We have to go on this tour. Injuries, mental issues as far as bull riding goes, where's the person's head at, how's the home life, how's the physical health and all that, that all plays into everything. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into success. You got to be in physical condition, but the mental conditioning is equally, if not way more important. I would say it's a lot more important personally, and you just don't know what's going on outside of the arena for some of these guys. Obviously, you got to stay healthy and do all that, but when things aren't going good outside of the arena, it can definitely show in the arena. You know, that's just life. That's being a human. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you can definitely tell if a guy is struggling, it might not be anything to do with his riding. It could be something that's going on outside of the arena. So that's a pretty good point there, James. So I think we'll transition to our rank ride portion of this podcast. You can find rank ride at www.rankridefantasy.com at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, and at Rank Ride TV on YouTube. So Rank Ride is basically fantasy bull riding. Like if you watch football, baseball, basketball, hockey, they all have their own fantasy game and Rank Ride gives you the platform to do that for bull riding. And it's it's a really good time. It's pretty easy to play. You sign up, fill out their little sign up form. It's pretty simple. And then you enter the contest. There's three tiers. You pick two riders from each tiers and one one bull from each tier. There's a few intricacies with scoring, but basically you get your bulls rode and get bull scores. You got a pretty good chance to win. James, do you have anything to add for maybe new rank ride players as far as that goes? Basically what you said, too many people I think worry about as far as even the bull riders in general. I think today's crop of bull riders they worry too much. Well, what's this bull going to do? Is he going to go into my hand, away from my hand, or whatever? Same thing about rank riders. I don't think you should really worry too much about, yes, you should try to get the highest score you possibly can as far as the bulls go, but 
at the end of the day, you knock down six scores over a weekend period of time, you know, one or two of them get two road or three, then you you got a real good chance to move up in those standings, and those standings are extremely tight. So the way I look at it, there's there's kind of two strategies you can take into a contest, two general strategies anyways. And I've been trying to just get points with my personal team because I think now I've moved up to 10th. So I want to win the year end. Like I want to, I want to win first place for the whole year. So I kind of look at it for my personal teams as I want to get scores on the board. I might get edged out as far as event placing by somebody who took a little more risky approach. But for me, it's getting scores from all my guys. Like last night, I kind of knew that if Dalen rode his long round bull, that he would be more points than Eli. But I had a little bit more faith that Eli would get it done. And did it bite me in the butt for the event? Yes. But at the end of the day, I still got enough points. I moved up the standings. That's kind of how I've been playing it lately. But if you're looking at it from a week to week basis, if you really want to go out there and try to win, there's a lot of avenues you can do that. You can pick some matchups where he might only have 25% chance to ride the bull, but if he does, you know he's going to be dang near 90. And that's just the difference of strategies is, is going big risk, big reward, or kind of taking the safer route and just taking your scores. What do you think about that, James? I agree with you totally, and I'm in the same boat you're in. I want at least six scores every weekend. Statistics that they have worked out on rank ride courtesy of you know the software developers they got and Slade Long. Just an absolute phenomenal job of putting those together, those matchups. And it gives you probabilities. Like the highest probability guy coming into LA was 65% or something like that, Chase Doherty. B Hummer's gold was the bullet was. You know, it's bull riding. You can't go by just statistics because uh, he got out over the front of him too far and didn't get back down, and that bull blew his feet out of him. And he gets on him again, he rides him in his sleep. But those fluke things happen. You just got to go off your gut. If you just pick and just do it for fun, and who cares what happens, it makes it more fun to watch. And you might win some money, and you might move up in those standings too and end up getting a chance to go to Fort Worth in the finals. Yeah, interesting side note with Chase, that bull he bucked off of last night was 0-7 at the UTB level. Chase was the first guy to buck off of him. So like James said, there is literally no such thing as a guarantee in this deal. You can think you've got the hot tip. I've got the best matchup here. It does not matter. It's bull riding. Weird stuff happens all the time. But as far as general strategy goes for rank ride, like there, there's starting to be some patterns and themes, I feel like, that I can see anyways of guys that I really truly consider using. And like one of them, we'll touch on it here. Like Rafael Dos Santos, I have no problem getting beat by somebody who put him in his lineup and it's nothing against Rafael. I'm just not interested in putting guys in my lineup that I feel like can only ride one direction because you only know the first bull they're getting on. You don't know the second or potentially third, fourth bull, whatever bull they're going to get on in a weekend. So even if Rafael gets on a bull that I think in the long run he should eat up because he's going to go right. He could draw two bulls the rest of the weekend that go left, and I just don't have much faith in him to get one road going to the left. Me either, as far as that goes. 
I kind of have our, my set guys that I like to use, depending on the draw, obviously, like that changes week to week. I have set guys that I know we're going on my team every week as long as they're in the draw. Yeah. And, and I have those too. And I think everybody kind of has their own little personal favorite guys. There's no right or wrong answer. Don't think just because we like a certain guy or we tell you about a certain guy, make your own opinion. That's what makes this game so fun is there's a lot of different combinations of guys you can get in this format amongst all the players. You could have four four of the same guys as somebody else and be on opposite ends of the standings just because of how it works out. So it really makes it for a fun weekend, a fun way to watch, stay engaged with the bull riding for sure. And as far as bull scores go, I really just want to have a bull score. You know, if you're talking about a two-day event, yes. So I'll let you in on tip if you don't already know this. If a bull bucks twice, you got a huge leg up. But the problem is you don't know who's going to buck twice. They don't release that information. So at that point, you're taking an educated guess. So without knowing that, I'm just looking at a bull that I know is not going to give a guy issues in the shoot because I've had that happen this year and you get a big fat zero. So that's not very good as you're trying to win. So speaking of a one-day event like Los Angeles, as of right now, the PBR has another one of these weekday bull riding scheduled during the early part of April. How does your strategy change as far as a one-day event versus a multiple-day event? Because we know what everybody's going to get on in round one, and if they don't succeed, they're out. They're not getting to the short round. So you don't, you have no way of knowing who anybody's going to get on in the short round any weekend, regardless. So how does that affect your strategy, James? Just looking at the bulls and looking at the matchups and taking whatever layups I think there are. And this weekend just proved that there are no layups in bull riding because I thought Chase Doherty was a layup all day long, every day. But obviously, you want to get the highest mark score as far as the bull that you possibly think you can, whether it be long round or short round. But especially if you can get two bulls in a short round in a one-day kind of scenario, then that, that's what you want because you're not going to get two scores off of one bull like you might in a three-day event. So go pick the rankest bulls I can and pick the ones in the long round that I think are going to not only ride, but be enough points to get in on one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just changes a little bit as far as a guy who's a little more of a specialist as far as going one direction or the other. I'm a little more likely to look at him in a one-day format, but at the end of the day, the, the name of the game stays the same. Get your bulls rode, get bull scores and hope the chips fall in your favor. James, are there is there any bull riders that you're really excited to see in Little Rock? Maybe they didn't have a good showing in Los Angeles or St. Louis, or maybe they are really, really hot right now, and you're just wanting to see if they can continue that hot streak. Oh, I'm looking forward to Dalen Swearingen. I'm always looking forward to uh, Jose Vitorleme, uh, Eli Vassfinders, fastly becoming one of my favorites just because he's uh, no offense to anybody in the locker room but he seems like out of this newer crop of guys and Eli's by far not a not a he's a veteran he's 30 31 years old and been to the national finals and been around a while but as far as this younger group of guys and that have that mindset he reminds me a lot of the guys that I looked up to growing up like the JW Hart the Luke Snyder, the really, really tough guys, the really gritty guys. 
really I like watching the whole the whole field. JRV right now is probably the most intriguing to me because it's getting closer and closer and closer to the finals, and we're seeing him kind of hit his uh, valley, so to speak. He's had his peak, and now he's hit his valley, which that's kind of normal for him. But can he find his way back to a peak and stay there long enough to finish the deal out and win a world title? Yeah, JRV's a guy that was that I had in my head for sure. You know, he didn't have a super great showing in Los Angeles and he didn't really do anything spectacular in St. Louis either, but I'm not ready to quit the ship. The guy still has a little bit of a banged up growing. I don't think JRV's down for the count. I just think it's a little bit of a a bad stretch here and there. I think he'll get it back on the tracks and be a serious player in that world title race for sure. Another guy I'm really intrigued to see is Kyler Oliver. You know, he got on a pretty bucking dude last last night in the long round. It didn't go his way, but Kyler is starting to feel the pressure here a little bit too. He was sitting up in that second position for most of this year, and he's dropped a third now. Not that that's a huge move, but obviously the higher up you are when you get to the finals in Fort Worth, the better shot you have to win. So that's a guy I'm excited to see. I'm really excited to see Bob Mitchell. I just think every every weekend that guy is going to put out the effort necessary and and then some. You know, there's a group of guys that really stand out in the effort department when you're look, watching these bull ridings and the the common theme with them is those guys tend to be successful. Dalen's one of them. You're not going to see him quit the ship early and Bob Mitchell's definitely one of them. He's going to keep his hand shut till his head hits the ground and that's exciting to see out of a young young and upcoming superstar. And I forgot to mention Bob Mitchell, and just, I guess, apparently over the last week, turned 19. He's got a long ways to go as far as a bull riding career. But, you know, I don't think it's so much of these guys are feeling the pressure as much as it is, but I think they're just peaks and valleys for every guy in every season. With the exception of uh, Jose Vitor Lime last year, he didn't have no peaks and valleys. They were all peaks, but that's so rare to go through that kind of grind. Even though it's a four or five month season, it's still, there's still 2021 20, events or something like that in total, counting the global cup. So that's a lot of bulls and it's a grind just like any other season. Yeah, I'm excited for this weekend of bull riding, no doubt. I would expect a little bit stouter pin of bulls as a whole. There was still some really good ones in Los Angeles. Don't get me wrong. I just think as a whole, you're going to see a little bit stronger pin of bulls and it'll be interesting to see who can handle it. But I think that'll about wrap it up for us. James, do you have any closing statements before we get on out of here? Same as always. Always remember that every day is a gift from God and what we do with it, quite simply and honestly, that you give back to him and Thanks for listening and my inbox and everything's always open. If y'all have any questions about rank ride or from the back pens, want to hear something, hear a topic that we haven't covered, let us know. We'll be glad to do it. Thanks for listening and Coop, the floor is yours. Thanks, James. Back at you. It's always a pleasure doing these with you. Before we get out of here, I'd just like to mention we've already touched on it, but you can find Rank Ride at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. You can find us 
at Facebook, from the back pins on Instagram at from the back pins. And then we also have a YouTube called from the back pins. Now my email is Cooper C O O P E R from the back pins at gmail.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. Leave us feedback guys. We're looking, looking for feedback. We want to make this as enjoyable for the listeners as possible. So any comments, good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. Let us know. You can hit us up on any of those social media platforms or email me. Don't be afraid. We can handle criticism too. So thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you guys have a good rest of your week and looking forward to another good weekend in bull riding. And until then, come back and visit us again from the back pens. Back pens.